Today, we've got a recap strategy session on Amazon launches, and we answer all of your questions live, such as how to do keyword research on combo product listings, how to set up PPC campaigns, and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you looking to learn how to sell on Amazon? The Freedom Ticket course made by Kevin King is one of the most popular courses ever created for Amazon sellers. It's got over 90 modules and 40 hours of detailed step-by-step training to help get you started on your entrepreneurial journey. Now, this course costs $997, but Helium 10 actually covers that cost of the course for any Helium 10 member. Find out why tens of thousands of students love this program by going to h10.me forward slash Freedom Ticket. Don't forget that if you do sign up for a Helium 10 account, don't pay full price. Use our podcast discount code SSP10 to save 10% off for life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is our monthly Ask Me Anything and presentation. So once a month, uh, we open this up to all of our Facebook groups and our you know YouTube channel, et cetera, to open up to any questions that you guys might have uh, for me about Helium 10 and a lot of the functions. But we always start out with like a mini training session as well. Now, we actually have this every week in our Serious Sellers Club. So for our Serious Sellers Club, which you're automatically enrolled in if, if you've been selling on Amazon for over a year and um, do at least $500,000 a year of revenue, um, you're in our Serious Sellers Club. This is something we give uh, to them as well as our Helium 10 Elite members every week. But once a month, we open it up to everybody. So that's what we're doing uh, today. We want to make sure that you guys just get a little taste of what happens behind the scenes here. But anyways, what we're going to be, uh, I want to present on while you guys are getting your questions ready and putting them in the chat is Amazon launch strategy. All right. So we just had episode 500 uh, come out where we talk about a recap of the Maldives honeymoon launch strategy, which that, that goes way, uh, way more into detail on that. So you, you should definitely uh, go to that episode 500 for a recap. And then another one that I want you guys to, to look at is what we call the Bali blast strategy. That's like your pre-launch strategy. We, we just make up funny names for, for stuff. Cause it's easier to uh, remember, but go back to episode 466 and 467. All right. Episodes 466 and 467. Uh, you can go to h10.me forward slash 466 or h10.me forward slash 467 uh, to go to those like pre-launch strategies about how to do your keyword research and how to set uh, yourself up for success. But let's just focus for the next you know five minutes or so on the just the, the actual launch strategy. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to be doing this uh, this week. I'm relaunching something and launching something. I'm always doing tests, as you guys know, and I'm going to be using this exact strategy uh, this week for this uh, new launch. But basically, if you've done all the right keyword research, you know, part of that Bali Blast strategy that I was talking about, basically what uh, you want to do is is set your listing up to make sure that you have the most relevancy signals sent to Amazon. Now, this is something new that we hadn't talked about in previous episodes of the Maldives Honeymoon Launch Strategy, all right? We just said, hey, start your, you know, do the right research, start your listing, uh, get ready to uh, get ready to go, and, you know, you're off to the races. But what I've noticed in the last year is a little bit of a, I guess you could say algorithmic, uh, you know, shift a little bit where the effects of not being relevant from day one to Amazon is kind of like 
far-reaching. Like, like it's going to mean that you can't get you can't get impressions in your PPC. Uh, obviously, you're not going to start ranking for certain keywords. And so, one of the new things that I I have been suggesting when you're launching, especially in niches that are not that competitive and that there's not that much, uh, you know, established sellers. This is probably not the same thing as launching for collagen peptides or garlic press or something like, or, you know, neck pillow or something like that. Like I, I would think that if you have optimized your listing the right way, probably Amazon knows what you are from day zero or from day one. Right. But even in that situation, it's not a hundred percent, but especially if you're in a newer niche where there's not that much data out there, any little thing could mean that Amazon is completely confused about your product. And, and this is how I discovered that. So I, I did uh, some testing test launches on this coffin uh, bath tray, like a think of like a regular bath tray where you're just chilling your bathtub. You got a tray that goes over your, your bathtub and you put your candles on there and your books or whatever. So, so I had some, some test products that I was launching and from day one, like, I could not get, it didn't rank me right away for coffin bath tray. And I wasn't even getting that many um, impressions in PPC, if any, so some some zero at all on some keywords that were highly relevant to coffin bath tray, which is what the product was. And it's not like, oh, I, I didn't make my listing in the correct way or anything like that. No, I had this in my title. I had that keyword in other places in my listing. I, I did the list, trust me guys, I did the listing in the right way. By the way, I'm sure this has happened to you guys. How many of you guys have launched a product in the last year or two, where your one of your some of your main keywords, you couldn't get impressions in PPC, or or it was like impossible to rank in the, in the beginning. Has that ever happened to you? I'm sure it has. But basically, now there's a way to predict that. So you look at Amazon recommended rank. This is in Helium 10. All right, this is in Helium 10 uh, Cerebro. That is actually a live feed from Amazon. Now there's no there's no metric in Amazon called Amazon recommended. We made that name up, but where that data comes from is directly from Amazon. It's in real time, all right? It's not some estimation or some aggregate uh, information. It is actually uh, directly from Amazon in real time. And what it's referring to is, is which keywords Amazon thinks is most relevant to your listing. Now in the past, this one data point that we've been getting for years, it was only for in the context of Amazon PPC. All right. It's the keywords that Amazon suggests that you uh, advertise for the most in PPC. But now it's kind of morphed over the last year. I've been noticing these tr this trend where it's a great indication of just in general what Amazon thinks your product is. All right, you know what? I wasn't planning to do this, but but let's go ahead and and maybe just do a, a live demonstration. If, throw me a random product in the chat that, that that's got some um that's got some decent reviews. It's been on Amazon for a while. Like maybe it's got a thousand reviews or more where the keyword should be kind of obvious what Amazon thinks uh, for it. All right, here we go. I see somebody threw in something. Aubrey says recipe box. All right, let me look that up. Recipe box or book box. I guess it's a box. I never heard of this uh, product before. I think I think I um I misspelled it, but that's fine. All right, let me let me just show you guys what we're looking at here. All right, here we go. So this is a recipe box. All right, let's pick one that has a lot of reviews. Uh, heart and Berry Recipe Box. It's kind of weird, though. It hasn't had that many sales, at least. Oh, there, 200 sales for this one. Um, 300 sales for this one. Let's maybe use this one right here. 
All right, sensory for you recipe box. That's pretty hilarious. Let's just take a look at this box really quick. Okay, I see what this is. All right, now I'm gonna put this into Helium 10's Cerebro. Let's go ahead and go into Cerebro here. All right, here we go. All right, so now, as you guys know, the, the regular Helium 10, you know, we've got all of our organic keywords and, and sponsored and, and, and all that information. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort by Amazon recommended rank. That's one of these columns right here. Okay, you guys see that right here? All right, Amazon recommended rank. By me sorting it, right, where it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, what this means is this is the, the top keywords that Amazon thinks you should advertise for. But take a look at these top keywords, guys. Look at this. Tin recipe box, recipe box, recipe keeper box, recipe box cute. Is Amazon confused about this product? No, absolutely not. It knows exactly what this is, all right? Now, I don't know if this is gonna work. I'm just going to go and pick an older, an older listing here. Let's go to like to page, something that's not doing very good for recipe box. Let's go to like to page three. Maybe there's a brand new product here. Let's see, is there, a, is there still a box that allows me to choose the top new products? Are you, there used to be a filter here that says like brand new products. Maybe it's not here anymore. Oh, here, new arrivals, last 30 days. Let's take a look at this. All right, so this is last 30 days. Okay, perfect. Now I'm gonna go to like, something that's like way at the end here. Like that's not ranked on page one. Something that was brand new. All right, here we go. Uh, this is not a recipe box, but this is a tea leaf storage container. All right, let's take a look at this. I'm gonna take this ASIN right here, copy this. Actually, I'm just gonna run it directly in Cerebro. I'm gonna hit this button and go run in Cerebro. So this, this is not a recipe box, obviously, but it's a it's a newer product. And and if I'm looking at this this product, it looks like um a rectangular tea. Oh, tea leaf storage container. That's that's probably what this product is. All right. But I'm just curious, what is Amazon going to think that this is? Let's take a look right now. All right. Let's go to Amazon recommended. And again, guys, I obviously did not choose any of this. I have never looked at tea leaf boxes in my life here. But Let's go ahead and do the same thing where we sort by Amazon recommended rank. And look at this, all right? This is not too bad. Now, the number one keyword, this has me a little bit worried. It says coffee tea. And the number two keyword says storage container. But there it is right there. Tea box is number four, tea storage. But a lot of, the, okay, so th this kind of is a good, this kind of is a good uh, example here, guys. Look at, the, do you remember how on the the recipe box, how in the recipe box, all of these keywords had recipe box, the top recommended rank. It like, there's no doubt what Amazon thinks is this product, but notice this newer product. It's got some random stuff here. Like, like it does have the good keywords here, but then look at this. It says can storage is the number three keyword coffee container. It's not necessarily a coffee container, sealed container, T tin. Okay. Well, T tin might be, might be a good one. Empty uh, tins. All right. So this is interesting here because as you can see this newer product, can you see how Amazon is a little bit confused maybe uh, about what it is? All right, so that's why right here, how this can be powerful. What I suggest doing when you are, how, how does this tie into launch, all right? What I suggest doing is do a, do a test listing, all right, because if Amazon is confused about your product, guess what's gonna happen as soon as you launch it, day one? 
you're not going to get top impressions right away for a keyword that Amazon doesn't think is your product, right? So sometimes it takes a little tweaking, like uh, should you maybe tweak a little bit of your listing optimization to make it more relevant? Yeah, you got to tweak that to get this Amazon recommended number uh, fairly high um, and to, to see if you can get these impressions. So when you do a test listing, this is the reason why. Number one is for Amazon recommended. Number two is to make sure that from day one, you're going to start getting impressions. Now, if your Amazon recommended is non-existent for an important keyword, it's probably, it's going to be difficult uh, usually to get those, those uh, PPC impressions. So now the question comes in, well, what can you do to influence the Amazon recommended rank? Well, sometimes it is about listing optimization. You know, usually if you don't have in your title, you have in your title, well, then Amazon will figure out what it is. Sometimes it's sending traffic to a certain keyword search. You know, um, we talk about that a little bit in, in episode 500 about the kind of things you can do to make sure that Amazon gets that relevancy signal. But the point of this discussion is, is about making that test listing is if you just launch your product and you're having to figure things, these things out, like, all right, how do I send this relevancy signal? Do I need to change a part of my listing somewhere to, to, to make sure Amazon knows what my product is? And let me, let me, let me do this test, wait an hour for it to update. All right, let me, let me see, does, does this have an effect on my PPC? What, what's happening during this time? Time is being wasted, right? In like your, your honeymoon period and initial initial velocity you want to 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 kind of like start off your product with a bang from day 1 where you you're potentially getting clicks and sales and and add to carts and different things from from organic customers out there well if you're having to spend all your time trying to fix things you're you're accumulating days of bad like interactions with your listing right and then so it's going to be that much harder to 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 write the ship so that's why in episode 500, I was recommending people to to make this test listing, do all these like tests and and figure this stuff out beforehand, like on a quote unquote fake listing. Now, when I say fake listing, you still have to have a U, real UPC. So you have to pay 10, 20 bucks for a UPC you're wasting. But for me, it's invaluable testing. Get everything right so that you know what you need to do to your listing to get your Amazon recommended rank up, what you need to do to your listing to get those PPC impressions, and then now on your real listing from day one, day zero, now you're starting off on the right foot. And sometimes it's not just about optimizing your listing. It might be that you have to send a, uh, some traffic to a certain keyword. Well, at least instead of trying to figure out what that traffic is, you already figured it out on your test listing. And now you can just go ahead and um, start off doing that from as soon as you make your listing live. So again, that's just like a summary of the, 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 you know, the, the recent differences in, in the Maldives honeymoon strategy. Again, go back to h10.me forward slash 500 to get um, you know all of the details, uh, and then uh, I, I show some of my, or I talk about some of my tests I did that that brought me to the, this conclusion. But I hope that is going to uh, that episode plus the 466 and 467 about how to set up your listing should help you have a a good launch. You know whether you're launching here in Q4 or going to launch in Q1, um, these strategies definitely should help you. So now what I want to do is open it up to questions. Okay, JS says. How do you run a test listing before you order inventory? No, no, no. This is not before you order inventory. This is, you've already got your inventory ready to go and it's probably in Amazon almost or on the way uh, to Amazon at least. It could be at any time during this time. It could be It could be before you order inventory. Uh, I, but to me, I wouldn't do it that. That's way too far in advance. I would do this test listing like one week before you're, you're ready to 
actually launch. And the reason is because you want the freshest information. You know, you want to do something three months uh, beforehand and then uh, and then basically it's out of date by the time you're launching three months later, right? So so this this strategy is to have all inventory handy and start with a dummy listing. Yes, that, that's what I do. And that's what I'm literally doing. Literally today, I, I'm doing that uh, on one uh, launch. I'm relaunching some, some holiday related products that are going to be good in December. And so I'm doing a test listing to just like check what's going on right now. But like the product is already on the way to Amazon from my warehouse in California. So it's going to be there in like four or five days. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what's going on there. Good question. Farhan says, if we launch in Germany, then what strategy is the best? Same, same strategy. All right. So, so everything that I just showed you guys right now, you can also do for Amazon Germany, as far as looking at the Amazon recommended and Cerebro, uh, as far as, you know, sending the traffic, you know, to your listing, everything I mentioned today absolutely is, is applicable to the German market. Uh, here we've got somebody who said how to rank a product, which is a combo of two different products. Okay. Great question. So there's different ways to do it. All right. And I've done it both ways. I've done a product where I have the exact same product and I make two separate ASINs for it because the keywords that can go for it are different. And I was just like, you know what? I want to, to kind of like tailor make my listing and the, the image and the copy for people searching for this thing. But the product could be used for something completely different. And so I made a completely separate listing for that. So that's one way to do it. Not very recommended unless you're in a very niche thing like I am. Uh, if you've got like two, two products, like I don't know, like I'm looking here at my desk, like, like like headphones and a microphone, right? Now, number one, you want to make sure that you are relevant for the customer who is most likely to buy that product. And who is the customer that's most likely to buy a headphone and microphone combo? It is somebody searching for headphone and microphone. So you've got to find the keywords most related to somebody looking for that combo, right? Which is different for every product, obviously. Uh, it could be, uh, for this one, it could be podcast podcast beginner's kit or something. Headphone and, and microphone combo, right? Those are words specifically for somebody buying a microphone. But then what I think you're asking is sometimes maybe somebody's searching for uh, headphones, but they're like, oh, there's headphones and microphone together. I, I might go ahead and buy that. Well, yeah, now you've got you've got to optimize and be ready for those headphone-only related keywords and the microphone-only related keywords. So it's kind of like you are doing three different keyword research. You're doing the research on other products and other keywords that have already the same combo that you have. You're doing research on the ones that have just one of the products and a research on ones that have the other one of the products. And then what you're going to want to launch on for me is going to be still the, the keywords that is most likely to get you a sale. And that's going to be on the combo products. All right. So, or the combo keywords. So that, that would be my suggestion uh, to you there. Great question from Dan says, is there a Helium 10 workflow chart checklist to help launch a new product on Amazon? It's pretty much that that those podcast episodes I mentioned. Now, we're gonna make that into like a PDF form soon. A lot of uh, customers have been asking for that. But if you wanna like it to go through a checklist to make sure you've done, you, you, you've done everything you can on the keyword research, you've done everything you have on the listing optimization, again, go to episode 466, then 467, and then 500. And those three episodes is kind of like uh, my virtual checklist of everything you need to do from the keyword research to listing optimization, 
pre-launch, and then launch. Dauda da Silva says, Bradley, what do you suggest? Create a campaign with each ad with all three match types or create one campaign with one ad group containing all three match types? I'm not 100% sure I'm understanding, but if I understand what you're saying, basically what I would do is, or what, what, what I would do, what I do do is I make separate campaigns, each with one ad group and it's a different match type. So I always start with one exact match campaign. Okay. I have another campaign that is a broad match. Usually I have another campaign that's auto. And then I'll have two different uh, product targeting campaigns. One is an ASIN targeting campaign. And then one, uh, which, uh, and then one that is a uh, sponsor display, uh, campaign. But yeah, if you're talking, if, if that's what you meant by the match types, you know, like broad exact and auto. Yes. I always keep those in separate campaigns personally. In Atomic, of course, I'm talking about. Kassar says, new launch in Canada market. Give me some tips about how to rank in Canada. 100% the same. So everything, Kassar, that I, that I said today uh, about launch, um, I, I obviously was talking about the U.S. market, but that would be the um, that would be also the uh, Canadian market, German market, whatever you're launching in, you would use those same strategies. Everything works. Or back to Dota says, I have gold cross necklace as phrase match and gold cross necklace as exact in the same ad group. At which point should a performing keyword be moved as an exact keyword? Yeah, so so again, for, for me, I wouldn't have that. Um, when, when when I set up my campaigns in Helium 10 Atomic, I keep the, the, the match types separate, all right? So what... What I'm going to have is I'm going to have a, let's just say I don't have gold cross necklace as an exact match, but I have gold cross, gold cross, all right? Or no, no, no let me say gold necklace as a phrase match, right? I set up atomic rules to say, if I get two orders at a certain A cost or below to go ahead and suggest to get that and make it an exact match in my exact campaign. So then if gold cross necklace, which is a phrase match from gold necklace, if gold cross necklace gave me two orders at 25% a cost or whatever, you know, I had chosen for that. It's going to actually suggest to me to hit a button and it's going to move it to my exact match campaign, which again is separate from my phrase match campaign. Very important in my opinion to keep things separately for this reason so that you could kind of like segregate what's going on. Um, as far as the uh, different, uh, as far as your different campaigns and match types go. Constant says, when creating a new manual exact single word campaign, would you suggest to go above the suggested bid and do placement strategy 100% for product pages and top of search to collect data or burn money? Uh, yeah, somebody asked me this before. I'm old school, all right? So me personally, I don't use the placement strategy. That does not mean that it's bad or that you shouldn't do it. It's just because I have a system that's been working for me for years where uh, I just change my actual bid instead of doing the placement, you know, uh, you know, the bid modifiers uh, and it works for me. Now, if you want to play with the, the, you know, the, the top of search and, and, and stuff like that, there is nothing wrong with that. I know plenty of, of very successful Amazon sellers who, who use that, but me personally, um, I keep everything in atomic um, just strictly about the, uh, the bid. And I'm looking at my keyword ranks, right? In atomic, uh, you can actually see if you're tracking that keyword in keyword tracker, where you are ranking and sponsored. So that's why it's easy for me to like, just modify my bid. 
Because if I have boost on in keyword tracker, I know exactly where my sponsor ad is showing up. If it's showing up in, in 10th or 15th or first or second. And so I know that, all right, let me raise my bid up. All right. And then I'll get a, a little bit higher uh, rank theoretically. All right. So that's that question. Dauda says, Bradley, how can we get a one-on-one -on -one call with you? So this is for Helium 10 Elite members. So I do one-on-one -on -one calls uh, once a month with any Helium 10 uh, member who wants it. And there's also group calls we have. So uh, if you're part of Helium 10 Elite program, um, yes, you can have one-on-one -on -one calls with myself and also Carrie. All right. Daniel says, my product is a two-piece set, one main product and one complementary product. I made sure that both are purchased together and I'm using 80% keywords for the main product and 20% for the complementary. So uh, Daniel, is your ASIN just one ASIN? Or are you having people, or do you have some kind of deal where it's like buy one and then get this one for X percent off or something? Uh, if both of your, if this is just one ASIN, Daniel, what you want to do is exactly what I said about ten minutes ago. I don't know if you you caught that. Just rewind on this, but you want to make sure that that you're focusing on the 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 combo keywords where people might be searching for both together, and then yeah, uh, going. Uh, for the individual keywords as well, because sometimes this is differentiation. Maybe you, maybe there are no combo keywords out there and you just put this bundle together because you know that people will probably buy it even if they search for just one, then yeah, then all you have to worry about is the individual uh, keywords. I'm not sure about 80% keywords for the main product and 20% for the complimentary. It depends on what you think has the most search volume for somebody who would buy that product. Cause maybe the people who buy the complimentary product are more likely to buy the combo. And in that sense, you shouldn't just be giving it 20% of the uh, keyword, uh, keyword, uh, juice right there. Kassar says when a good selling product, people start the price war, how to survive to maintain your organic rank in the product. Yeah. Well, first of all, sometimes you just can't, let me just say that right now. I know that's bad news for some of you. Sometimes it, it just gets so crazy that you just can't make money, you're just gonna have to cut that product after you sell out, all right? That being said, you know, like the coffin shelf right now uh, for Project X, we've got tons and tons of competition and, and they're just doing some ridiculous pricing, you know, like we're, I, there's no way they're making money on it due to I know what shipping costs, right? So what I decided to do, I'm doing the opposite. I'm going up in price. I'm raising the price by like three or four or five dollars and I added about three or four or five dollars of cost to my product because I'm uh, expanding out. Like I'm doing some like really cool box that I'm going to use and I'm adding some trinkets to the coffin shelf too. And so my theory is that, hey, I'm going to catch the customers who are looking for a more premium style of product. And if this doesn't work, you know what? There, there might come to be a day where I have to stop selling the coffin shelf. Now, right now I can still sell it for a higher price, but if sales ever go down to zero, I am not going to get in a price war. You know, where I'm not going to put the coffin shelf for $19 when I used to sell it for $32. No. So sometimes you just can't uh, compete at that. You, you'll have to cut the cords, but enhance your product with different, with different things and, and go for that more premium look. And, you know, you could have some, some action there. Mario says, quick question. Should I negate an important keyword for my product after having spent $25 on it and zero sales when the product itself is $40? This, this is a good question. Now, if you, if it's one of the main keywords, like this is what people would search before just blindly negating it, you've got to figure out why people are not converting. 
all right? So I would look in search query performance uh, for that keyword and look at the competitors who are getting high clicks. You don't know who's getting high purchases. So, you know, you could look, do that. You could look in brand analytics and see who is the top three clicked. And then is there one of them who is getting a lot of sales? And then I'll just take a look at that listing and ask yourself, why is somebody clicking on my competitor's listing after searching for the same keyword and they're buying my competitor product, but not mine? So you've got to ask yourself, what is the reason uh, why they're not? Now, if it's a keyword that you just think is relevant to your product or you were hoping is relevant to your product, well, in that case, you might have been wrong. So where that cutoff is for you, $25, you know, if that, if you got, for me, it's almost more important than the number of clicks. Now, of course, it's important how much you spend, but if I only got 10 clicks and that was what cost $25, that might not be enough data to say, hey, I need to negate it. So it should be like 20, 25 clicks, 30 clicks even, where yeah, if you get 30 clicks and you don't get a sale, you're probably not gonna get a sale. And again, all of this can be done right there in Atomic um, so that you don't have to you know look at this manual. Amazon is regularly increasing different types of fees and squeezing the profits. Please guide on pricing strategy while remaining in competition. So, so yeah, this is why you have to have your Helium 10 profits active and connected to your account and be monitoring that because you've got to really keep an eye on on the PPC cost. You know, the, the, the other fees, no, Amazon is not charging that much. You know, Amazon increases fees, but it's, it's pennies that, that Amazon increases. If that affects you, you've got bigger problems, all right? If Amazon increasing the fulfillment on something from 73 cents to 81 cents and that kills your bottom line, you've got some other problems that's different than just Amazon, all right? The one that really affected some people, which I can empathize with, is Amazon doing away with the small and light program. That really affected me. That wasn't just a matter of pennies. You know, that's like a dollar worth of profit off of our bottom lines, a lot of us, you know, if we didn't do anything. So it's very important to uh, make sure that that is, uh, that is uh, set up. All right, we got one more. Ali is in the green room. We'll bring up Ali to the stage. Ali, how's it going? Hey, Brad, how are you? Can you hear me? Pretty good, and yourself? I'm fine. Excellent, yep, go ahead. So I'm just launching my new product. I just wanted to know that is it better to launch in the fourth quarter or should I wait till January and then launch it? Because, you know, right now the competition is really high and you know, the sales are high, but my budget is not that much. Initially, I have the budget, but I'm trying not to spend too much so that uh, I can, you know, learn the game first and then go big. Yeah, it, it depends. It, it depends on, on, on the market, you know, like, if you've got a product that is still going to, you know, like if, if you're selling a Christmas tree ornament, well, you better launch it now because, you know, you're not going to do very well in January. But if, it, if it's something that is too expensive to launch now because the traffic is so high that the amount of sales it's going to take to get to you to page one is is going to be too much, that's a personal decision. You know, you might have to wait. Yeah, page one, uh, you know, there's not a lot of reviews on the maximum number of reviews are like 100 or 150 or something, but the search volume is a yeah. lot and it's just not a seasonal product. So I think it would do well in any season. That is the thing. Yes. So, so those, those, that's the thing you have to weigh because the other thing is, like you said, maybe the search volume is very high right now, meaning it'll be very expensive to launch, but 
if this is the window where people have 50 and 75 and 100 reviews, but if you wait until February, everybody now all of a sudden has 400 reviews, yeah. well, it's still going to be expensive now because it's going to it's going to cost you more to to get, you know, to right, to yeah. to get the velocity. So so th there's there's almost no right or wrong answer per se. Yeah, For me right. personally, I have never ever waited until Q1 to launch something. If I have something, I have the product oh, in okay. here and it's October, November, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and launch it. Okay, so can I ask one more question? Okay. I decided to go through the three PL route. You know, I'm not I'm not delivering the products directly to Amazon. So I was looking into it, and I really can't find some reliable website or somewhere to find three PL. So do you have any ideas about that? Although that's a very amateur question, but. Uh, just try uh, hub.helium10.com. So there are some three PLs there. Uh -huh. Hub.helium10.com and Helium 10 users have right. have like reviewed some of them. So I, I would take a look at the ones, look at the reviews, and then and then go from there. Okay, Brad. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Now that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks Thank a lot, you Ali. so much. See you later. Uh, Dan says, does listing builder have all the features of Scribble? You shouldn't be using no nobody guys should be using Scribbles anymore. I don't even know why we have that tool still active like like listing builder 100% took it over and it's way better than scribbles uh all right so yeah you should only use a uh, listing builder and if you have trouble syncing the listing uh check with support you know make sure that you the 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 skew that you're editing all right make sure that um it is the original contribution skew all right make sure it's the original contribution skew otherwise it's not going to sync um but but yeah, when, whenever I have trouble getting a listing updated, usually actually in Listing Builder, it actually updates better than if I try and do it myself. A real estate emporium says, if our product is selling good, uh, do you recommend adding new variations or more products in the same niche? No right or wrong answer here. It's different for everything. You got to choose. I've, I've done both ways before where I've added new variations, like a new colors, because I see the demand. Uh, sometimes I'll just... Instead of that, I'll I'll launch a new product. Like instead of a regular egg tray, a, a stackable egg shelf. So you can go both ways. That's the beauty about Amazon. All right, guys, that's all the time we have today. I was glad I was able to get to a lot of questions. Sometimes it takes you guys just a little bit to get loosened up to be able to ask questions. So thank you guys very much for joining us. Again, this is something we do every single week for our Serious Sellers Club and Helium 10 Elite members. But once a month, we open it up and we repurpose this as a podcast episode. So thank you guys uh, for joining us. And we'll see you again next month when we open up this Ask Me Anything. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good rest of your day.